The Buffalo Sabres, another win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. They just cannot stop beating this team. Owen Power's debut. We'll talk about what Power looked like, and we'll go through the game. And also an update on the Vegas Golden Knights. They had a very bad game for their playoff, or bad night for their playoff race yesterday. That's all coming ahead here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase flying solo on today's show. Still a kind of a weird schedule at work, so uh, tough to get Jordan on right now, but he'll be joining us in uh, in a couple of days here. Uh, Sabres with a win over the Toronto Maple Leafs, 4-3. to three, And it was a fun game to watch, a fun game to talk about, so we'll do that. On today's show, of course, Owen Powers' debut, Darlene with another great game, a certain national media member that uh, was, you know, it took had to take the L on this one last night. We'll break down some film from the game, and then also we got an update coming your way a little bit later in the show on the Vegas Golden Knights. We've been tracking where that Sabres first-round pick might end up in the first round if they make the playoffs. Vegas looks like a team that could go on a cup run, but they had a bad night. They had a bad night yesterday for their playoff hopes and their playoff odds. So we'll give you what their playoff odds are a little bit later on. But it was just a great game to watch, right? The Sabres were trading back and forth with the Maple Leafs. Um, you know, the, the the Leafs only end up getting 26 shots on goal. The Sabres end up getting 31 shots on, or 27 shots on goal. So it was pretty even, pretty back and forth. And the Sabres get the better of the Leafs for the third time in a row. Remember, they had that five to one loss or five to one win over Toronto before Eichel Knight. Then they beat him in the Heritage Classic right after Eichel Knight, and now they beat him five to two in their own building and Owen Powers' debut. I, it's just maybe something about the two teams, the builds. the The Sabres are willing to trade blow for blow with anybody. They usually will fall short. They've been falling short to teams like Florida. When they play Tampa, they typically fall short. But, hey, Toronto, they're willing to go blow for blow. They're willing to to trade, go up and down the ice, play that speed game, that offensive game, that wide-open style. And it's worked well for them. They've won these three games against Toronto. And it's always fun to beat Toronto. I mean, I saw somebody uh, yesterday changed the Maple Leafs Wikipedia page to owner Buffalo Sabres. Gotta love that. You had Paul Bissonette, who has been trolling Sabre fans for whatever reason the last month. He's a huge Maple Leafs fan. It was pretty funny to see, you know, Paul Bissonette. Uh, he, he was he, he was definitely having to take the L. But um, you know when you're digging out and you're looking up the picture of Brett Hull's foot in the crease that uh, you're, you're digging deep. Because you've got you've got nothing to go on, <laughs> so uh, that was fun. Everybody kind of taking their shots at him. I, I don't really know where that was still born from. I guess it was from Eichel and him believing that Eichel didn't deserve the reception he got, or that he just doesn't understand it. I don't know. It's I've always it's always been weird to me that Bissonette has been taking shots at the Sabers. So uh, a good game though overall uh, to to get past him because we don't need to spend much time on him. Uh, Many on Twitter, I was I was blown away by the reception that I got 
when Rasmus Asplen scored that empty net goal because I said on my show on WGR earlier in the day that I I had a parlay. Uh, I had a parlay on the Sabres to win, the under six and a half, and I picked Rasmus Asplen as an anytime goal scorer. A complete long shot, shot in the dark. I like, yeah, he's plays with Olafson and Middlestad, kind of an offensive line. He's been playing well as of late. I could see him getting a goal. And then he ends up scoring the empty netter. Good empty netter, too. Like, he worked hard. He battled it out. He got the puck out of the corner. And everyone starts tweeting at me. They're like, oh, Joe, Joe, you won it. I was getting texts like, you won. Because, obviously, any bet, a parlay especially, that has Rasmus Asplen scoring a goal is going to be a little to make a lot. It was. It was 10 to win 360. But I had the under 6.5. So, what a bad beat. Asplund's goal, which I needed for the parlay, ended up being the goal that went that ended up being the over. How bad is that? So I was blown away by the reception, but I did not end up winning. I did have like a parlay insurance thing where if you win two of the three parlays you have, then they give you a $10 free bet back. So I, I'll, I'll get to use that $10 on something else. Um, but I did not win my Rasmus Asplund bet. Just a heads up to everybody. I did not win my Rasmus Asplund bet. In fact, it was a double, doubly a bad beat because the Leafs goal that ended up putting it in the over seven goals squeaked across the goal line by this much. Alex Tuck almost had it. He was this close. And then maybe I would have won my bet, but tough one. That's betting for you. Uh, Owen Powers debut. I, I thought he looked calm. He looked poised. He played 1926 uh, of ice time last night. Uh, 1950, excuse me. He played 1950 of ice time, a plus two on the night. Um, oh, what is expected goals for go? I just had it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. I thought I did, but he, I thought, you know, the two on one breakups, right? The, the one that I'll even show here for you on, uh, on our YouTube channel, be sure to like, and subscribe, by the way, we need to get our subscription numbers up. We're gunning for a thousand. Uh, so feel, uh, we greatly appreciate anybody that does that. Um, this is the, the two on one play that power breaks up so cleanly and so efficiently the, the pass that's attempted by Mikheyev to Austin Matthews and power just like you could, I'll show it again here. He is in the right positioning. He has his stick out towards the shooter. And then he kind of lures the passer into the pass. And then he's kind of squared up and he's there to receive the pass himself. So I thought that was a really nice play by Owen power, very poised, very calm. I think that's kind of how he looked to me all night. There were, was it perfect for him? Uh, no, of course it wasn't perfect uh, for him last night, but it was a, it was a good game overall. I thought by him and I'm like, you know, we're off and running, not these bad mistakes. He was willing to carry the puck. Um, I guess nothing else was really that flashy. He kind of faded into the mix. And I think that's kind of what you want from a player like him is, you know, just, Kind of, for now, get by, don't make mistakes, be a good puck mover. I don't need you to to make Sports Center top 10. That's not really your game anyway. You know, Darlene, that's a little bit different for a guy like that. Power, I don't need you to be to have all this flash. Just be reliable, be solid, make good passes, get the puck out of your own end, 
And I think you're going to develop into a top pair defenseman uh, sooner rather than later. But a phenomenal play on that two-on-one from Owen Power. And I would give him a good, uh, give a good game. A good game. Not an amazing game. He didn't light the world on fire. He's not going to join the list of the great Sabre debuts of all time, like Steve Bernier. But he, um, he a solid opening performance, I thought, for Owen Power. Um. One other guy that I will actually, before I move on to, we'll give some credit cake out for uh, for the goals the Sabres scored tonight. Rasmus Dahlin deserves some props. What a great game. That spin move he had at center ice to create a, a glorious scoring chance for himself. Uh, the finish on the goal from Victor Olofsson to get that in. You know, skating with speed, being willing to be physical, stick handling. Dahlin was just on point, I thought, last night. And, you know, Doc Renato said he was fired up for the game because he was pissed off about the the way that the Heritage Classic ended with Elks or with uh, Austin Matthews trying to take his head off. So Darlene looked like he was fired up for that game and uh, he played awesome. Darlene played awesome. I thought he was my number one. He was my number one star on the night. Uh, maybe Alex Tuck. We'll get to that in a second. But both of those guys were amazing. We'll come back and we will talk about the uh, the goals that went through. We'll give out some credit cake and uh, we'll break down the film of the game, the goals that we saw from the Sabres last night. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. This episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. I just told you my story about Rasmus Asplund, that parlay that just missed. You know what? That's the thing about betting. It's dangerous to think this way, but you know, you throw a $10 bet in on a three-leg parlay that includes Rasmus Asplund scoring, and you're two of two things could happen. Well, three things could happen. One, it could never come close, and you just move on. But there's two things that could happen that that are positive outcomes. One is you win it. And then you win a bunch of money on a long shot bet. Two is you have the story. You can then for the next day, two days on the air for me, I know specifically I've been a very specific role. I know for this um, that most people don't have, but to have the story of I had Erasmus Asplund to score the other night, but I lost because of the under uh, that is, that is the, it's, that's a cool thing to have in your back pocket when you're kind of experiencing betting like this is the bad beats. They're frustrating, but they are a good story to tell. Um, betonline.net head over there. They're, they're your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting playoffs, esports, more than that. Just, you have the play in tournament going on right now for the NBA head to their website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the locked on Sabres podcast. All right, let's break down some of these goals that the Sabres scored last night. They scored four. 
uh, in total, including the empty netter. We'll just really go through the, the first three. Don't need to break down uh, any empty netters, although Asplund did do a good job on it. So we'll give out some credit cake. We'll give out percentages of credit to the goal ended up going in the back of the net. Not always going to be the goal scorer, of course, who is going to be number one. So this is the Sabres' first goal by Kyle Poso. Uh, remember, you can follow along with us on our YouTube channel. Be sure to like and subscribe, uh, especially subscribe. And we're at the 1241 mark of the first period. Power play. Darlene back to Victor Olofsson. Oposo roofs the wrist shot into the top shelf. And uh, this is a good one that's going to be mostly Olofsson. I'll give, or mostly Oposo. Darlene, I guess, I mean, he makes the simple pass. What are you going to give him, 5%? Uh, Olofsson makes a really nice pass here across ice. So he deserves some credit. I'd probably go like 30% for Olofsson making that pass, putting it right in uh right in Kyle Oposo's wheelhouse. So 5% for Darlene, 30% for Rasmus Asplund, and then 65% of the credit on this goal definitely goes to Kyle Oposo. That is just his wrist shot. You know, he's still a good finisher. And he that's his 19th of the season. He's probably gonna get to 20 goals. He only needs one more. Um and it's just, you know, that's kind of how that's kind of how he rolls at this point in his career. He's changed his game a lot so he doesn't have to rely on his mobility and his speed as much and he's been utilizing his release his shot he still has a good release I mean look at that picks the corner over the the right hand shoulder of Calgren the the Leafs goaltender so a great shot by uh by Kyle Poso. he deserves much of the credit on that goal because he's a good he's a good goal scorer at this point in his career we then go to another power play goal for the Buffalo Sabres their second of the night. This one will end up being scored by Tage Thompson. And this is going to be a lot of Alex Tuck on this play. Alex Tuck with the skating through the neutral zone. You've got the simple outlet pass by Henry Okiharu. There's the the, Tuck makes a guy miss. He drives in, pushes the defenseman back, and then he puts the pass back into the slot. It's not a perfect pass. I gave Olsen credit for putting it right in Okposo's wheelhouse. Tuck puts it in Thompson's skate. Thompson's going to get a little bit of the extra credit here because he kicks the puck up from his skate to his stick and then shoots it right there uh, for his 32nd of the season. So this is going to be 40% for Tuck, 60% for Thompson because of the kick up to his stick and the release. But if this stick had been, if this pass had been right in the wheelhouse, it would have been, I would have given more credit to Tuck than I would have to Thompson because again, Tuck makes the play. He comes through, it's a good zone entry, makes a guy miss, pushes the defenseman back, and then uses the space he has created with his speed to put it to Thompson, who is filled into that open ice in the center ice. Tuck, Tuck has created that open ice that Thompson is in, but Thompson able to you know create the play after the pass was a little bit off and then bury it in the back of the net. His release is just so good. Um, Tage Thompson, I'm giving 60%. Of the credit to on this one. All right. So that's where we're at with the second goal. And then finally, the third goal for tonight's game by Jeff Skinner, his 31st of the season. Uh, By the way, Thompson now at 33 and Skinner at 31. Possible that one of them gets to 40 goals. I'm guessing probably not, but maybe maybe Thompson gets there. Uh, He's got nine games left uh, to do it. Um, Anyways, 2-1 Sabres at this point in the game, just under 16 minutes to go in the third period. And what do we got? We got Alex Tuck kind of chipping it into the defenseman's feet. Um, That's Justin Hall, the Leafs defenseman. 
And he then gathers it. He spins around and he fires a pass into the center of the ice. Right, not this one, not like the top one by Tuck. It is right on the tape and it's right in the wheelhouse for Jeff Skinner to bury it in the back of the net for his 31st of the season. Uh, why are we showing Sabre fans with the Navy jerseys, whatever? But look at Tuck here. But what a play to get the puck back. And while he's moving to the boards to spin around and put it right in Skinner's wheelhouse, I mean, that is a great pass. I'm willing to give this 50-50. Uh, tuck 50% of the credit here because that is a gorgeous pass. And Skinner, I mean, look at that release. Look at that shot. I mean, Ralph Kruger, I mean, eat your heart, eat your heart out. I mean, watch this goal. The, the slot. He gets it in the slot, and he just makes no mistake about it. Jeff Skinner, man, he's got a good wrist shot, a damn good wrist shot, and he wasted no time burying that one uh, on the night here. So 50-50 for uh, Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner. So I think by simple math, I have to make Alex Tuck the uh, the num- my number one star of the night, given that he was 40% of the credit for me on the Thompson goal and 50% on the Skinner goal. All right, we'll come back, and I got an update for you on the Vegas Golden Knights. They had a bad night for their playoff odds uh, last night. So that's on the way here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. This episode's brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing n- number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating or questioning uh, questions about why – while the person has to wait behind the computer uh, to order the parts on their computer when you can just do it at, at home for you. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You spend 30 50 100% more sometimes uh, for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Be sure to make Locked On Now your second listen. Uh, nightly recaps from our date from our NHL experts on the games that came last night. And one of those games that happened last night was a loss by the Vegas Golden Knights to the Vancouver Canucks, 5-4 in overtime. And last night was a bad night for the Vegas Golden Knights playoff odds. They went down from 41% to make the playoffs uh, at moneypuck.com to 35.9%. Over a 5% change in playoff odds last yesterday to today because of the results that we saw last night. And it wasn't just Vegas. Vegas loses 5-4 to four to Vancouver in overtime, but all the teams around them won. All the teams around them won. I'll put up the standings on our YouTube channel uh, so you can see kind of you know what we're looking at right now. But the Vegas Golden Knights sitting here with 85 points. Dallas won last night. They beat the Lightning. Won nothing. They beat the Lightning. Won nothing. It's a good opponent that they beat. The Dallas Stars in the second wildcard spot are now three points ahead of Vegas, and they still have a game in hand. Good. The Kings... The Kings are the team that are most vulnerable to Vegas right now because the Kings have played one more game than the Golden Knights have. They beat the Blackhawks last night 5-2. to two. So now the Kings sit in the third Pacific spot with 88 points and 75 games played. That is three points above Vegas. So even if Vegas wins the game in hand, they've still got to be two points better than L.A. the rest of the way to be able to, to, be able to top them. 
Um, you have uh, the Predators. The Predators at 89 points, uh, four points above Vegas. The Predators do have a game in hand, so they should be in pretty good shape here. But they beat the Sharks last night, one to nothing in overtime. Everyone around Vegas ended up winning last night. So now we sit with Vegas being at just 35.9% to make the postseason. It was a bad night for them. You know, Jack Eichel's been playing really well for them. They're getting healthier. Mark Stone is back. Uh, Robin Leonard is back. Alec Martinez is back. And they've been good. I mean, since they had that real rough stretch after the Buffalo game, uh, they've won seven of their six, three, and one in their last 10. Like, they've begun to to turn things around because they've been getting healthier. But it might be too little too late. It seems like it is going to be too little too late. And it'll be very important to the Sabres draft position for that to be too little too late. Because for how they've played lately, and I've been watching almost every one of their games. Maybe I need something better to do. But I've been watching almost every single one of their games. They look like a team to me that can make a Stanley Cup run. I they If they get in, they are they have the potential to go all the way. I truly believe that they have that in their that they possess the ability to do that. Now, what would that mean? What could that mean? They currently, as you'll see the, uh, on the Tankathon, they the Sabers pick they get from Vegas would currently slot 16th. I would have signed on the dotted line if you told me when the Sabers traded Jack Eichel to Vegas that that first round pick they'd get would end up being 16th overall, a mid-first round pick. I was mentally preparing for that first round pick to be in the late 20s, like kind of what we've got with Florida right now. Florida's pick that the Sabres are going to get from them uh, is 31st, and we'll see. I mean, they could lose in the first round, and then it's up in the the, the 20s, um, but they look like the best team in hockey. So I'm not predicting that Florida is going to lose in the first round. Vegas. The difference between missing the playoffs 16th overall and making it and winning a round or two. I mean, we're talking about anywhere from like a 10, uh, a, a seven, eight to a 16 points pick swing. I mean, really they could end up being 31, 32. I think it's possible um, if they get in, whereas if they miss, they're locked in at, at 16. So I'm rooting hard for that pick. Cause it could be the difference of like 10 picks. Uh, given what they've been playing like as of late. Uh, and even when they were losing, you know, their expected goals for was really strong. So I, I'm not, and they were, they were getting chances. They were out shooting other teams. They just, they couldn't get saves. So they're dangerous. I don't want them in the playoffs. They're dangerous. I think that could really hurt the value of the, the, the Eichel trade and the first round pick that the Sabres would get from them. Um, but we're in good shape. We're in good shape. 35% is all it is for, uh, for Vegas to make the postseason. Uh, their next game, by the way, if you are wondering, and if you are following along their season, like I am, they play at the Calgary flames tomorrow night. That's a challenge. That's what maybe the second best team in the West. Maybe not. Maybe that they are the second best team in the West. And then the, the golden Knights play at the Oilers on Saturday. So a couple of road games that are not that easy. Then they have the devils. Then they have the capitals. 
Sharks, Stars, that's a head-to-head game they need to win on the road, uh, Blackhawks and Blues. So not the easiest schedule in the world, not the hardest schedule in the world, but their next two games uh, are pretty difficult. The Sabres, by the way, their schedule, uh, big game tomorrow night, Thursday night, against the St. Louis Blues. It's supposed to be nice out, so wear shorts to the arena. Uh, Owen Powers' home debut for the Sabres, I'm sure that'll be uh, something that'll get fans in the stands a little bit more than usual this season. Um, so that'll be a fun game against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, then the Sabres at the Flyers on Saturday at 7 o'clock. So we will talk to you tomorrow We'll to preview the Sabres and the Blues and uh, talk a little bit more about Owen Power uh, as we progress over the next couple of days here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for, making every, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Be sure to go subscribe to our YouTube channel and make your second listen Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Talk to you tomorrow here on Lockdown Sabres.